Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right into the Word of God. So good to see you this evening in Bible study. Can we stand all over this house? Feels good to be in the house of the Lord. Anybody else get any rain at your residence today? Did anybody get any rain today? A little bit? I'm thankful for what little bit we did get today and Hey, we, we, we need a whole lot more of what we received today, but I'm thanking the Lord for that. Let me give you a quick update. I want to give God praise that Sister Jones's double lung transplant went through well, and she is doing well and on the road of recovering. That's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've been praying for a miracle in her body. And Sunday, uh, Brother Jones was out delivering or taking home the kids uh, from on his bus route. And uh, Sister Jones got the call and they immediately got into action. And here we are tonight. We're rejoicing in the miracle uh, of a double lung transplant. I would ask that you remember the, the Jones family. Uh, they will be in the Nashville area for three months. Uh, staying with her sister. Um, and so when she gets out of the hospital, which will be a multi-week stay, uh, they will transition to uh, her sister's and they will have weekly, almost daily appointments with the, with the doctors over there and get her ready for the transition back home. And so as, as time progresses, I will continue to give you updates and we want to lift up the Jones family in prayer. In Jesus' name, this this is a great miracle and a testament of God that we are experiencing. I don't see Sister Martha here tonight. Let's remember Sister Martha in prayer. Let's also remember my mom and dad. Uh, my dad's uh, got COVID when he got home from our trip. My mother tested positive today for COVID. Was supposed to start radiation treatment, so they both have been in the the COVID battle for the last. Uh, several days, and so I want us to remember my mom and dad in prayer. And if you've got a prayer request tonight, why don't you just lift that hand up toward the heavens, and we're going to call and go before the name of the Lord right now in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I come boldly before your throne, and I'm asking God that you would minister, that you would touch, that you would save, that you would deliver, God, that you would heal those tonight, God, that need healing, encourage those that need encouragement. Lord, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would minister hope and touch people's lives today. Encourage those that are sick and shut in. And Lord, anoint the preaching and teaching of the word tonight. It's in Jesus' name we pray. We thank you for the miracles that we have experienced this week. Lord, we thank you for it. Lord, touch Sister Melissa's father in Jesus' name. And I believe a miracle in his body is taking place right now. And in Jesus' name we pray. And somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Before you're seated, why don't you greet someone near you and let them know you're glad to see them in the house of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So good to see you on a Wednesday 
night. Feels good to see all of you in the house, see several guests here tonight, and we're glad you're here returning. So glad to see y'all. Hallelujah. My message tonight, I've been stirred by the Holy Ghost all week long, and uh, tonight's Bible study slash preaching will be a little different than I normally do on a Wednesday night, but I just feel an inspired word from the Lord to share with you. And let me just make my opening remarks that, and make a statement of declaration. I don't know when Jesus is coming, but I do believe the signs and the things that are happening right now point us today to believe that it is sooner than we could ever dream nor imagine. The coming of the Lord is at hand. Let me also say we may not know when. We may not know the day nor the hour, and that's according to Scripture. But here's what got in my spirit this week. What a difference we would make if we start living like it could be today. The Lord may come today. Those eastern skies may split today. We don't know, but what an impact and what a difference could be made if we start living our lives. This could be the day. This could be the moment. This could be, this could be it. We don't know, but if I live my life like today could be the day, oh, what a difference our lives could be. I'll use the words of Benjamin Netanyahu, the president of Israel. After the surprise attack over the weekend by Hamas, he stated these words, we are at war. I don't think it's, it, it would take a rocket scientist or a president to tell the church that we are at war as well. The world is rocking and reeling as we speak. We are seeing according to the second epistle of Paul to Timothy found in chapter 3 reads like this. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men will be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Does this kind of sound like the 2023 news headline? Our news media, does it sound like that? Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away for of this sort are they which creep into houses and led captive silly women laden with sins led away with divers lusts ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth 
Now as Janies and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known, somebody say, my doctrine. This is Paul writing to young Timothy who will carry on the gospel, who will be the next generation representing truth and continuing to spread the gospel. Paul looks at Timothy and said, you know my doctrine. You know my manner of life. You know my purpose, my faith, my long-suffering, my charity, my patience. I've lived this before you, Timothy. I've done this in your presence. You've known my persecution. You've known my afflictions, which have come unto me at Antioch, and Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endure. But out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Oh, what a testimony. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue, somebody say continue. Thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child that ha thou hast known holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished, Unto all good works. I know I just read 17 verses of scripture, but as I was in study and prayer, I just believe that this scripture and these verses that I just read are where we are today. It's what we're living. It's what we're, we're experiencing right now. But it didn't just start today. It didn't just start last year. It didn't start at the pandemic. But the apostle John wrote in 1 John 4 and 3, the spirit of antichrist has been at work for centuries. It didn't just start working. It's been at work for centuries. And the spirit, according to 1 John, the spirit of the antichrist is already in the world. Now, I know for many of us, we're, yes, there will be a man, the Antichrist, but the Antichrist will come. But what I'm more concerned with is the spirit of Antichrist. When we start calling good evil and evil good, that's the spirit of Antichrist. When the moral fabric of our country is challenged and when we stand up for righteousness, when we stand up for moral purity, when we stand up for things that the word of God declares, we come under attack. But the Bible's already prophesied. We're going to suffer persecution for his name's sake. Oh, come on, somebody, help me this evening. The spirit of Antichrist, there is a spirit that's challenging everything that's holy, everything that's righteous, godly, and tries to pervert the gospel. 
But I've come on this Wednesday night to stir us up. We better be guarding ourselves against this spirit of Antichrist. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 John, I'm sorry, the Apostle would write in 1 John 3, 14 and 18, I have written unto you fathers because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because ye are strong and the word of God is abideth in you and ye have overcome the wicked one but first john 3 14 and 15 says love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world as the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God. That's what I'm preaching. He that doeth the will of God abideth forever. I caught myself singing this song this afternoon. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. That's what I'm living for. I'm not living for this temporal world. I'm not just living for temporal satisfactions of life, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. I'm not living for that, but I'm living for a better day. Come on, somebody say amen. Little children, I'm continuing in this vein in verse number 18 of 1 John. Little children, it is the last time as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come. Even now there are many Antichrist, whereby we know that it is the last time. This woke media, this wokeism that has been unleashed in our world today, it has an agenda. And I'm telling you, the pulpit cannot be, cannot be bashful nor ashamed to call this woke spirit out and tell you it's nothing but hatched out of the pit of hell. It's sent by Satan to desensitize us by the spirit of Antichrist. If they can bombard everything we look at, everything we watch, everything we listen to in, in an attempt, the word inclusion has become the word of the hour. Inclusion, and when we get, we include the inclusion spirit. We that spirit causes us to be adapted into this culture, and by adapting into this culture, we accept sin, and it sneaks in under the radar, and our moral fabric becomes tainted with wicked philosophy. Now, this stuff isn't starting when our children get in college. It's not starting when they, when they get in a school of higher learning. No, 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 no. It's starting when they're in elementary school. It's starting when they're inside of your home at two and three years old uh, and we turn on a television or we turn on a, on a TV or the internet uh, and they're already trying to pervert what a man and a woman is. Now, don't get quiet on me here now. I'm trying to help us this evening. Uh, we've got to stand in a righteous way and understand if God called something sin, it's still sin. 
It doesn't doesn't matter what come out of a Supreme Court. It doesn't matter what comes out of the halls of legislature. Let God be true and every man be a liar. We've got to stick with the book. We've got to stick with the word of God and raise our families in a God-fearing manner. Don't let a teacher teach your children about the birds and the bees. God put those babies in your home for you to have real conversations with them. Real hard conversations. Maybe uncomfortable, but God put that in your family. God blessed you with those children. Have those conversations. Because if you don't, I promise you somebody is. They need to hear you were created male and female in the image of God. God didn't make a mistake when he created us. God did not make a mistake when he created you. God didn't change his mind when you got to a certain age. Hallelujah. We better guard ourselves. We better guard our families because it's slipping in little by little. It's slipping in. You can turn on or you can watch it. Just go to YouTube and you can watch a video. And it has advertisements. It has promos. And let me just give some good prayer. Be careful just turning your cell phone over to a child. You don't know what's popping up on that thing that you're never, you're not in their presence. You don't know what pop-ups are coming up. You don't know. I've had people tell me, Pastor, you will not believe what popped up on my phone. Never been searched. Never, never Put that algorithm in your phone and here we are. We're getting things that we didn't ask for. Infiltrating, trying to desensitize us. It's the spirit of antichrist. But we've got to stand strong, church. We've got, I know, I know we're in the minority, it seems like right now, but it ain't the first time we've been in the minority. God has a people. God has a chosen people. It does not matter. Come on, Gideon. Matter of fact, God does more with less. If God can take 300 and defeat the enemy, he can take us, one man, one woman, standing in a home and saying, we ain't watching that. We ain't letting this in our home. No, you're not going there. Well, all my friends are, no, I don't care what all your friends are doing. You're not gonna do that. I know this is old-fashioned preaching, but it's right anyway. If we start going back to this way of living, if we in 2023, in 2023, we can live godly and be sober in this present world. We can do this. It was in 1965 when Paul Harvey made his now infamous broadcast if I were the devil if I were the devil if I were the prince of darkness I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness I'd have a third of its real estate four fifths of its population but I wouldn't be happy until I'd seize the ripest apple on the tree so I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with campaign of whispers, with the wisdom of a serpent. I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that 
the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what was bad is good and what was good is square. And the old I would teach to pray after me, O Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd, pet us, I'd, I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war within themselves, churches at war within themselves, and nations at war within themselves until each is turned until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd be mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions. Just let those run wild until before you know it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I, would, I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in and in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and defy science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbols of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of ambitious. And what do you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes and hard work in patriotism in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, and that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus, I could undress you in public and could lure you into the bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I was the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey, good day. 58 years ago, seeming to be fulfilling prophecy today. Get ready. Jesus is coming. We better get ready. Jesus is coming. Matthew, Mark, and Luke give the account of an encounter with Jesus after leaving the temple before the Last Supper, before his betrayal, scourging, and crucifixion. Mark, Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. They all give an account of an occasion with Jesus. This gripped me today. You must remember that these disciples that Jesus is about to speak to were nothing more than just mere teenagers. Except for Peter, Peter being the only one that was married. Theologians, they, they agree 15 to 20 years old, these 12 chosen men. Hmm. You think about that. 15 to 20 year old men getting ready to change the world, grasping at the opportunity to affect their world. I say all that because of this encounter found them enamored with the temple. The second temple was erected, beautiful in its splendor. 
And Jesus was having a conversation with these men in Luke chapter 21. And I want to read it for your hearing and, and, and consideration. If you'll put that on the screen, Luke chapter 21. For 38 verses, Jesus goes on a journey with his disciples. He would give them more information than they were ready to process. But it was here that Jesus would give us the answer to the question at hand. What shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? And it reads like this. Put verse number one back on that screen, please. Chapter 21, verse number one. And he looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain, he saw a certain poor widow casting in thither two, two mites. And he said, of a truth, I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. For all these have their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God. But she of her penury hath cast in all the living that she had. In verse number five, it just kind of shifts scenes. And as some spake of the temple and how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts, he said, as for these things which you are looking at, these things which ye behold, these things that have caught your attention, the day will come in which there shall not be left one stone upon another that should not be cast down. And they ask him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? And he answers, and he said, take heed. You better take heed that ye be not deceived for many shall come in my name saying I am Christ and the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. He knew he was about to leave. He knew what he was about to get. He, the, the process of redemption was, was nigh at the door. And he said there's going to be some coming after me saying I'm the Christ. I'm the one. I'm the Messiah. But he looks at those young lads. He looked at those young, young disciples and said, don't you be deceived. Take heed to yourself. But when ye shall hear of, somebody say, wars, wars and commotions, don't you be terrified. For these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then he said unto them, nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and great earthquakes shall be in divers places and famines and pestilences and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. Oh, but I love verse 13. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. What you've gone through, what you've been through. Some of you tonight sit on this Wednesday night Bible study and you, man, the stuff that you've, you've weathered and what you've went through, I've just come to prophesy. It's getting ready to turn to you 
for a testimony. What that means, God's about to get glory out of this. <laughs> You're not walking this by yourself. You may be suffering what it appears to be unjustly, but oh, God has a way of turning it for you and to you for a testimony. Continue reading with me. Oh, this, this right here is where we gotta get. Settle it therefore in your hearts. This right here is why many people will backslide. They never settled it in their hearts. He's telling them, you're going to get persecuted. You're gonna, you, things are going to get rough. But here's one thing. If you're going to weather the storm, if you're going to weather the attacks, and you're going to weather everything that is about to come upon you, you got to settle some things in your hearts. And don't you, when they take you, don't you meditate before what ye shall answer. Don't you try to get a script in your mind. Well, if they do this, this is how I'm going to respond. If they say this, this is, no, no, no. He was telling these young disciples, settle it and don't worry about what you're going to say because here's what's about to happen. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. I just feel like telling someone, God's about, to, God's about to give you a voice in whatever you're going through, and you don't know what to say. You don't even know how to pray. But when you open up your mouth, God says, I'm going to give you a mouth, and I'm going to put wisdom inside of you that when you speak, nobody's going to be able to say they, they can't resist what you say they can't deny what you say that's what he was telling these disciples and ye shall be betrayed by your parents well that's a tough one right there by your brethren by your kinfolks by your friends and some of you shall they cause to be put to death now, that's hard. That's just a hard pill to swallow. Some of, some of our Jewish friends tonight are suffering right now in this, in this, just this horrible war over there. So, some are going to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my namesake. Keep reading with me. But there shall not a hair of your head perish in your, in your patience possess ye your souls. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon his people, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distresses of nations with perplexity the sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. 
for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall and then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory and when these things begin to come to pass Look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. I've come with a promise and a word to tell somebody. uh, We might ought to just start tilting our heads just a little bit higher than we did. Start looking up. I just feel like Jesus is coming. I don't know the day. I don't know the hour. But I hear wars and rumors. I see Jerusalem being surrounded. I'm seeing missiles and bombs being dropped in and around Jerusalem I can't help but wonder if the tipping point what if the time clock of God is getting ready to strike oh and looking and coming and on that cloud of glory I don't know but get ready Jesus is coming when these things begin to come to pass you better look up lift up your head your redemption draweth nigh then he shifts gears Jesus always spoke in parables. He always tried to speak so those young learners could understand and could relate to what he was saying. And he spake to them a parable. Behold, the fig tree. You you understand the fig tree, don't you, Peter? Come on, Andrew. You understand the fig tree? I know. Behold, the fig tree and all the trees, when they now shoot forth, you see and know of yourselves that summer it's not it's not a, it's not rocket science just look around you look at the signs of the times look at what's happening and that's what i'm telling us as at a church nothing that's happening right now is just by chance it's just another little sign it's just another he was telling look at the fig trees look at the media look at what 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 god's showing us right before our very eyes are we paying attention so likewise ye when you see these things come to pass that ye know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand verily I say unto you this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled heaven and earth shall pass away but my words shall not pass away and take heed to yourselves lest any at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life and so that day come upon you unaware here we are church right here lest at any time lest at any time take heed to yourselves Lest at any time our hearts are overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of life. Oh, 2023 sounds to me like. For as a snare shall it come upon all them that dwell on the face of the earth. Watch, watch and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things which shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. And in the daytime, he was teaching in the temple and at night he went out and abode in the mount that is called the Mount of Olives. You'll see a picture that'll be on the screen. It's a picture of the Mount of Olives. Uh, you may not, do our projector, you, I took that picture. I took that picture sitting or standing on the Mount of Olives. And it overlooked Jerusalem. And it was almost 
picturesque of what he was saying to these disciples. He, he stood or he sat in the Mount of Olives. And if you're right where I was and you looked across, you could see the walls of the temple that were that were erected. You can see the mosque of Omar. You can see that inner, that inner city of Jerusalem. And it was in that setting that he said these words. Put that scripture back on the screen, please. He was there in Jerusalem. He was sitting in the Mount of Olives. And in that olives, and all the people came early in the morning in the temple for to hear him. It was there that they would hear and there they would learn the signs of the coming and the end of the world. And I ask myself, how will we withstand the attacks of the enemy? How, as he instructed these disciples, and it was so clearly delivered and reminded to me, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Yes, it's, it's a lot going on right now. I mean, if we look at what's happening in Decatur, Alabama right now, we look at what's happening in Israel right now, there are a lot of things moving right now. It's like, God, what are, are you trying to get us ready? Are you trying to prepare the church and tr trying to prepare the bride? I just believe the answer would be yes. I'm trying to awaken a people to believe that I'm coming again. For them to believe, I've got to send signs. I've got to see things that I'm putting in, in, into place in the earth so they can read my word and understand. But, oh, if they can comprehend, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Don't let your heart get overcharged. Don't let your heart become fearful. No, 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 no. It's already settled in my spirit who I am. It's already settled in my spirit that I am an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror. The apostle John in chapter 3 and verse 27 gives us strong, he gives us a strong answer. A strong answer to what, how and what we're going to do. First John 3 and 27. Let me turn there and read that. First John 3 and 27. Verse number 26. These things I have written unto you concerning them that seduce you. He is talking about the last days. He is talking about the instructions that have been given. But 1 John 3 and 27, if you want to know how we're going to make it. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. If you want to know how we're going to make it when false teachers arise. If we want to make it when the, the, the deceiving of the very elect is taking place. He says... I'm going to remind you. I'm going to remind you of what you have inside of you. You have the anointing that you have received of him. 
it abideth in you. And ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointed teaching you, teacheth you of all things and, and is truth and is no lie. And even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. In other words, what he is saying, the anointing that you have received, the anointing of God, that's why we, we, we pray God anoint us. God, let your anointing be on this house. Let your anointing be upon us as a people because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that is the difference maker. And if we're going to withstand in this evil day, we cannot have just some happy, clappy, watered-down religion or faith. We've got to have that from on high that says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit saith the Lord. Lord, we don't need somebody to teach us a new gospel. We don't need another man. We've been endued with power from on. We've got the Holy Ghost, just like the Bible says. We've been baptized in Jesus' name. We know who Jesus is. Why do we need to be taught about somebody else, some other gospel? John was telling them, you've got the anointing. You don't need somebody to come along and teach you something different than what I've taught you. Oh, it's abiding in you. Listen to what verse 28, and now little children, abide in him. Oh. Abiding him. That when he shall appear, this is 1 John 3, if you can put this on the screen, 1 John 3, 28. And now little children, abide in him that when he shall appear we somebody say we we may have confidence when we stand before him we're not going to go in there with our heads held low just barely making it just going to slide through past St. Peter past those pearly gates and slide uh -uh. no I don't believe according to scripture that when he shall appear we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. I just believe we can live in such a way. We can live our lives in such a way, knowing we've been redeemed, knowing that we have been washed by the blood, that we can live our lives in such a way that I've got confidence in who I am. I'm not some second class. No, I've been bought with the blood. I've got his spirit and anointing living inside of me. If the trumpet were to sound tonight, I've got confidence of where I'm going to be. And when I stand before him, uh, my record will be right. Uh, when I stand, but why, how can you say that? Because I've done the necessary things by faith and obedience to the word of God. When you've done that, there's no need to let the devil beat you up over your past. Uh, try to drag something out from underneath the blood that he's already delivered you or washed you free. Walk in confidence, child of God. The world doesn't need a beat up Christian. The world doesn't need someone that's walking around with all the vain regrets of their past. Oh, but what about the blood? What about those sins that he has washed away? What about what he's done in your life? I've got confidence and I will not be ashamed before him at his coming. In verse 29, he said, if you know that he is righteous, 
ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. In other words, if you see somebody being righteous, you know they've got a relationship with God. I believe that in this last and evil day, those that are doing righteous things, those that are living righteous, I didn't say self-righteous, but living righteously, you know that hey, there's something different about you. We sat on an airplane this past weekend, two different occasions. My wife sat next to other ladies, and every conversation went to God. Every, both conversations went to God and began to witness and begin to talk, begin to exchange numbers. I'm like, okay, God, what are you trying to do? What, 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 what's happening here? How do they know? How do they notice? I'm just telling you, when you start living and walking righteously, somebody notices they must be in a relationship with somebody who is righteous. They're in a relationship with the righteous one. Oh. As I come to a close, if you've been in this church very long, You've been taught truth. If you're just now journeying, joining us in the journey, hang around long enough and you'll, you'll catch and you'll be taught the truth. And the way I, I like to bring this down for a close, the, taught, the truth that is taught, the truth that is caught will abide in you. Just like seed in the hand of the sower, it's being sown into your heart. But will it fall on stony ground, thorny ground, or good ground? But if you've ever heard or embraced truth, the truth now abides in you. It's like some things you can't ever unsee, and there's some things you can't ever unhear. Once you have heard truth, you can't ever unhear truth. You can't unhear it. When, when I say, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, there's no way you can believe anything else because you've heard it. You've obeyed it. You've been taught truth. So I tell all of the truth-believing people, I tell all of us tonight as truth-believing Christians, just keep doing and being what you've been taught. And if you do that, you will not have to be ashamed at his coming. You don't have to be ashamed at his coming. I'm just doing what I was taught. I was just doing what was put into me. I was doing what pastor told me to do. I was doing what the word of God told Just keep doing it, sir. Just keep doing it, ma'am. Just keep living for God. And when that trumpet were to sound, and when you see the Son of Man coming on the cloud of glory, you can lift up your head, and I, that's the redemption I've been waiting on. That's the person I've lived my whole life for. That's, this is the day that I've been waiting for. There's no, nothing to be ashamed of. And when we get to that other side and we stand before him, and yes, the crown of righteousness may be placed on our head, but it will not remain on our head for too long because that crown of righteousness will then be laid at his feet and we will for all eternity worship him and glorify him. Holy, holy, holy. Holy. That's the anthem of heaven. That's the anthem of where we're going. So tonight I encourage you. Yes, Israel needs our prayers. 
Israel needs our prayers tonight. But don't you ever for one moment ever forget that that's God's chosen people. That's God's. We've been grafted in as Gentiles. We've been grafted into the vine. We've been, a way was made for us, but that's still God's chosen people. And it may look like, well, things are looking bad for Israel. And I'll use the other one-liner from President Netanyahu. He said, we didn't start the war, but we're going to finish it. I feel like that's the hand of the Lord saying, just hang on a little while longer. Don't you give up, child of God. Some things have happened in your life that you didn't, you didn't have a hand in. Some of these attacks have been surprise attacks. But you just hang on. You didn't start it, but God's going to finish it. Why don't you stand to your feet all over this house? Oh, get ready. Jesus is coming. Whatever you're going through tonight, take heart. Take, take heart tonight knowing that God's on your God's looking for a few good men and women that will stand in the gap. God's looking for some individuals that would say, you know what? I'm doing the best I can. Check. I'm praying. Check. I'm reading the word. Check. I'm witnessing. Check. I'm loving my neighbor as myself. Check. I'm being godly in an ungodly world. Check. And he's saying, you, you're doing better than what you're giving yourself credit for. You're doing better than what you think you're doing. Just keep being righteous. Just keep doing right. And before long, we've got an eternal reward awaiting us. Father, in the name of Jesus, I love you tonight. I'm asking you right now, in the name of Jesus, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. God, I stand on this platform tonight declaring truth. I stand on this platform declaring, uh, God, that you are soon to come. You're preparing and getting your bride ready for your glorious return. But, Lord, in the meantime, before you do, I believe there are multitudes that are going to come back to the saving knowledge of truth. I believe there will be those that will be born again of water and spirit. I believe prodigals are coming home. I believe those that we have been praying for are going to walk through these doors and they're going to find what they're looking for. Lord, people are sick and tired of dead, dry religion. They want the pure, unadulterated word of God that is that is taken from the word, that is preached with love and not judgment, but God convicting us out of our unrighteous into righteousness. Oh, God. Lord, take this word that has been spoken tonight. Take this word and let the seed of it, let the seed fall upon good ground. God, I ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for being at Bible study. Don't forget your children tonight if they're in class. And also... Also, please, before you leave, why don't you greet someone near you and let them know how glad you were to see them in the house of the Lord this evening. Our offering baskets are on the, on the platform. If you would like to return your tithe and offerings, please do so in Jesus' name.